Good morning, and thanks for joining me once again. You know, I began this devotional time two years ago when we were in the very early stages of the COVID-19 pandemic. We didn't fully know what was going on or, or really even uh, know what to call the virus, but everything was pretty much shut down, including our community Holy Week services. I decided if we couldn't have Holy Week services, we needed something to keep our focus on the cross and the resurrection and, and something to give us hope during a season of darkness and fear of the unknown. And as I've learned since then, many pastors began online devotions during that time and, and certainly even more began to live stream their Sunday worship services. It's hard to believe it's been two years. I hope the devotions were encouraging then and, and I hope they continue to encourage, exhort, and teach you. Today's message is certainly one of exhortation, one that challenges me and one uh, that I believe challenges any thinking Christian, any Christian who honestly examines his or her faith in Christ. Because it's Holy Week, I want to read two brief segments of Scripture that serve as bookends of the crowd's reactions to Jesus. Mark 11, uh, verses 7 to 10, verse. And they brought the colt to Jesus, and he threw their cloaks on it, and he sat on it. And many spread their cloaks on the road, and others spread leafy branches that they had cut from the fields. And those who went before and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. And then uh, Mark 15, uh, just a few days later, beginning with verse 8. And the crowd came up and began to ask Pilate to do as he usually did for them. And he answered them saying, Do you want me to release for you the king of the Jews? For he perceived that it was out of envy that the chief priests had delivered him up. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd to have him release for them Barabbas instead. And Pilate again said to them, Then what shall I do with the man you call the king of the Jews? And they cried out again, Crucify him. And Pilate said to them, Why, what evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, Crucify him. So Pilate, wishing to satisfy the crowd, released for them Barabbas, and having scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. Every year during Holy Week, I struggle with how the crowd could one day shout, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And then a few days later, shout, crucify him. One day they were ready to crown Jesus king, and the next, well, they gave him a crown of thorns. Now, not all the people, of course. Surely some who shouted Hosanna did not join in and approve of the crucifixion. And surely not everyone who was there at Jesus' triumphal entry was also there to shout, crucify him. But surely some were the same people. Surely some had quickly changed their tune. I've sometimes wondered how many of them maybe later came to faith in Jesus and they live with the guilt of those days in which they quickly turned against him. Of course, it was meant to be. 
The crucifixion was God and Jesus' plan from the very beginning. But still, it must have been very difficult to later come to saving faith in Christ with the full knowledge that you were among those who had yelled, crucify him. I struggle with these two reactions of the crowd because they leave me with the realization that we can be just as fickle. The people declared, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, which is a quote directly from Psalm 118. And Psalm 118 was one of the Psalms read each year during Passover. Jesus made his entry into Jerusalem during Passover week when many Passover lambs would have been there for the sacrifice. Though they quoted that text, they somehow couldn't see that Jesus was the one true perfect and forever sacrifice. You see, they, they still wanted an earthly sort of king. And it's easy to point our fingers, but do we not also try to make Jesus who we want him to be? Maybe a kind of Santa Claus-like figure who, who gives us what we have on our wish list? Or one we turn to primarily when, when the going is rough? Or maybe we think of him as a good moral teacher, a wise sage, a nice guy. Sometimes we too are confused. We fail to really grasp what it means to trust in Jesus as our Savior and our Lord. And what about all those who yelled crucify him or Judas who betrayed him or, or Peter who denied him? Again, are we not tempted to point our fingers and declare, how could they? And yet, and yet, are we not also guilty of our own betrayals and denials? I failed to speak up for Jesus in a crowd or even in a one-on-one -on -one conversation. I've been silent or weak in my response when I should have boldly defended the gospel. And certainly all of us have sinned, we're all broken. So though we did not shout crucify him, surely Jesus carried the weight of our brokenness, our sinfulness upon himself on the cross. The middle of Holy Week is always such a somber time as we must deal with our own fickleness and brokenness and sin. <laughs> but I am so glad the story does not end there. I'm so grateful that at the end of the week when, when Jesus hung before some of the same crowd, he looked down upon them and said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. I'm grateful that though Holy Week is intentionally a bit somber, there is resurrection coming and there is new life for those who trust in Jesus' forgiveness. 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. So be honest with Jesus today. Be honest with him about your brokenness. Confess how you can be as fickle as the crowd. Indeed, take that confession very seriously. But hear the good news. If Jesus could forgive the very crowd who crucified him, he can forgive you and me. Confess, repent, trust in the Lord's crucifixion and resurrection, receive forgiveness, receive life abundant and life eternal. Let's pray together.
Oh Lord, how we know our own fickleness. And you know it as well. You've seen us be one person on Sunday and another on Monday. You've heard us boldly declare you Lord one moment and the next like Peter deny you. Oh Lord, please forgive us. Apply to us your grace given through the cross. Forgive us not according to our iniquity, but according to your steadfast love. Lord, only your blood can wash away our sins. So we are so very thankful for your sacrifice upon the cross. We're grateful that even in those brutal moments, you could forgive us. Even in those moments when you could have easily focused solely on your pain, you instead saw our sin and had compassion on us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you that the story didn't end there. Even as we somberly consider our brokenness and sin, we look ahead to the glory of the resurrection. So grateful that as the grave could not hold you, it also will not hold us. Worthy indeed is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. Amen and amen. Well, God bless you all. Have a great week. And remember, He is risen. He is risen indeed.